Good morning. Again, huh? Today we also have this sweet baby in here. Can you imagine they name Ryan Michael? We have two, I don't believe it. Look at that, how cute. <laughs> I already put him to sleep too and I haven't started talking. Can you imagine? We're going to be baptizing them soon, right? One of these days, yeah. So I just love to hear all these babies in this room. I mean, it's such a sign of life when the Lord continues to bless us and bless us with children. So we continue to offer him the praise and the glory for that. Today, as we come together, we come to worship God in the Eucharist, and we also come to bring a new member into the church. And if you listen to the readings today, they're phenomenal for this. You know, it's interesting. First of all, if you book, start with the book of Revelation, it talks about heaven. It talks about, in heaven, the intimacy with us and Jesus. Let's go there for a second. It's about the last book in the book of Revelation. Chapter 21. And here, when we start in chapter 21, and those of Pew Bibles, it should, it's, a, it's at the back of the book, you know, about two chapters from the very end, the very end of the book of Revelation. John says, I see a new heavens and a new earth. And he sees a new Jerusalem, a whole city in verse 2 of 21, as a bride prepared to meet her husband. Then he hears a voice. I heard a voice from the throne cry out, this is God's dwelling among men. He shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and he shall be their God who is always with them. He shall wipe every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, crying out or pain, for the former world has passed away. This is what happens at every baptism. We enter into the newness of life with God. God shall dwell with them. And what happens today is when we come and we baptize Ryan Michael on this side, Morphe, that God will take up residence inside of him with all this hair. Wait till you see this child. He has more hair than I do. A lot more than his dad, and it's going to get more anyway. But as you sit there, and that God will take up residence inside of him today. And God is living inside of each of us. That's what we believe. God shall dwell with them. It's not just in heaven, because remember we talked about before, all the way to heaven is heaven because Jesus said, I am the way. And so what happens when a person is baptized, they enter into this intimacy that the God of the universe takes up residence inside of them, as happened to each of us. The problem is we forget. We forget that God dwells within us. We look at him in a tabernacle, we look at him up there somewhere, but we forget that the day we got baptized, God took up residence inside of me and you, as he will today take up residence inside of Ryan Michael. And that's a glorious thing. And then after we know this reality, what happens is we get to participate in the life of the Trinity. We get caught up into the Trinity of God. And the, the Trinity of God, of course, is the community of love. Where God is always, God the Father is always of the Son, the Son is always of their Father, and the Father is so, their love is so real, it's the Holy Spirit. And what happens is when we are baptized, the Spirit of God takes us up, if you will, and scoops us in to the love of the Trinity. And we get to participate in the love of the Trinity, beyond us, but also inside of us that God dwells within us, the community of love, and we get caught up into that love and caught up in that reality. And that intimacy is so real 
that if you look, you look at that one verse there, verse 4, chapter 21, verse 4, he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. I had a girl when I was Our Lady of Peace years ago, in fact, the days of Michael, when Michael, who's the father of little Ryan Morphy, was in my youth group, <clears throat> and uh, when she was there, she was, I don't think she was his classmate, a couple years older than him, but when she was uh, at high school, she went to McDowell High School, and she came to know Jesus Christ because everybody kind of picked on her and she was having a bad day. And there was a senior there who was in an intimate relationship with Jesus, and he saw her crying one day. And he walked up to her, and he took his finger, and he wiped away one of her tears, and he says to her, Jesus wants to wipe away all your tears. And for her, Jesus became so real at that moment through the intimacy of another person, through the instrumentality of another Christian, Christ became real to her through him reaching out in love. That she became a Christian because of that. And you see, if we go to the gospel today, that's what's called to happen. The gospel today, of course, in John 13. In the gospel, the gospel of St. John 13. And here is what everything we're all be called to do. But verse 34 and 35, I give you a new commandment, by your love for one another, such as my love has been for you, so your love must be for one another. This is how all people will know that you're my disciples. Period. All people will know that we belong to him because we're people of love, that we reach out to others, that we become the instrument of God to other people. If God dwells in me and you by virtue of our baptism, then what happens is when I reach out to somebody else, it's Jesus himself reaching out to somebody else, and I can bring them into an intimacy with Christ through me. You see, that each of us are called to now be the presence of God. And the scriptures are very clear. God is what? Love. So what must happen then? If we can say God is love, then they must say that I am love, that I am a person of love that I am a person who will be the presence of God to the world. And so if I start to reflect on that and I start thinking about that, am I truly a person of love to my family? Am I truly a person of love to the people I work with? Am I truly a person of love to the people I'm at school with? Am I truly a per And again, to be a person of love doesn't mean you're kind, gentle, lala. It means you lay down your life for them. It means sometimes you're going to challenge them. That they'll sit there and not like you, maybe. <laughs> and sometimes they'll love you. You know, at uh, Tech last weekend, that's why I wasn't here, I was on Tech, one of the seniors came in, and Jim McCarthy was with me. He sat there and he looked at him and he says, okay, tell me the truth. What the kids think about Father Larry at prep? And the kid was about as honest as you could be. Some people love him, some people hate him. There is no in-between. <laughs> True statement. That's about as simple as it is. You could say the same thing about Jesus Christ. Some people loved him, some people hated him. There was no in-between. Sometimes he challenged them, and they hated the challenge, and they wanted to kill him over it. And sometimes he was gentle with them when they needed to be gentle. And usually the people he was most gentle with was the people who were caught in sin and were sorry. But the people were righteous. People had thought, hey, I got it together. You don't. I know what's happening. You don't. Boy, was he hard on them. And we're called to be the same type. 
We're called to be Christ in the world by virtue of our baptism. But no matter what we do, we're called to do it with love. The desire that everybody come to that intimacy with Jesus. And so we use whatever tools available to us to love people. And to love somebody means you want them in heaven someday. And so if you want them in heaven someday, that means you got to challenge them sometimes. You know, again, I always feel my job as a priest, as a preacher, isn't to come here and tickle your ears every week. Won't that be great? I get to tickle your ears, you feel good every week after you leave me, and then you stand before God and you go to hell. Because the only thing I do is tickle your ears because I wanted you to love me. No, no. My job is to challenge you and me to become saints of God one day. No compromise. To be a saint of God means that you and I can stand before God one day and we will be with Him forever in heaven. And that is the most loving thing you and I can do, to be that person of love who desires, who conjoles, who challenges other people to the intimacy of Jesus Christ so that you and I can be together forever in heaven. That's got to be our goal. Today, when we baptize Ryan Michael, in just a very few moments now, why do we do this? So he can go to heaven someday. He becomes a member of the body of Christ, the church today. That community of love which is eternal. The community of love which goes on and on and on. And so, but what Ryan Michael will have to do in his life is give it away a lot throughout his life. Today is the ultimate giving away. What would normally happen at a baptism is a person would go, and you know that used to be full immersion. We won't immerse him here. There's not enough water. But what happened is you would take them and you would immerse them, and they would go under the water and you'd hold them down three times. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And then you lifted them up and you walked away the other side. To show what's happened is you have died to an old life, and now you live a new life. And again, if you listen to the gospel today too, now after Judas left, Jesus says, now is the Son of Man to be glorified. And how is he glorified? By giving away his life. And so that's a challenge. That's what love is. Now he says, the way I have loved you, I give up my life for you now. That's what you got to do for each other. That means you got to love people if you don't like them. That means you got to give up your life for them if you can't stand them. That means you love them if they hate you. That means you love them if they love you. That means you love them willing to give up your life for them. What a challenge. And then Jesus says to us, this is the only way people will know you belong to me. If you love them as I have loved you, is if you give up your life for them the way I gave up my life for you. So what Ryan Michael is being called today is the first of many times when he will give away his life. Today's the first time. But every day of his life, after he gets to high school years maybe, then he'll sit there and he'll learn what life is about. It's about giving my life for others. That's what life's about. And in doing, giving away my life for others, now I'm fulfilling the law of Jesus Christ. Love one another as I have loved you. Do you and I do that? Ask the people who you love the most and who you live with every day. Tell them, please, be honest with me. Do you think I love like Jesus? And then be ready for their reply. And if they say, well, you try, <laughs> but
but they say it like that, oh, that's not good. If they look at you and say, no way, then worry. And if they say, yeah, some days you do it, then that's a hopeful sign. But no matter what they say to you, sit there and say, well, I want my goal to be from this day forward to surrender more and more to the God who dwells within me, to get caught up in the community of love. And then I want to more and more be a person of love to others. And to be a person of love means I give away my life for them and I challenge them to go to heaven one day because it's the most loving thing you and I could ever do is to help be instruments of other people to heaven. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.